Hello and welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets. I am your host, DJ Mitchell, to close out your week. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope you are ready to have a couple beers and watch a couple of pretty good hockey games. We have a four-game slate ahead of us, um, and I'm really excited about it. I think there's a lot to, to unpack here. The one downside, or maybe upside, depending on where, where you're at, is that the first game is going to start at 6, and that is the DraftKings main slate. So for some of you on the West Coast, if you work until 5, you're kind of SOL, unfortunately, but we have four good games. I think that one of them is kind of the premium game. And then there's a, a one B. Um, but we're gonna we're just gonna get started right away. I'm not gonna waste a lot of your time. Um, definitely follow me at DJ underscore Mitchell94. Follow the hockey assist network. I know I've been really slacking there. I if you could see the room I'm in right now, it I am have a laptop on a cooler on a crate full of clothes. I am moving a the week of the first of November and I will have a desk and I'm a better setup. And I'm going to have stuff in the background. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Man, my hockey jerseys back on. So it's been really hectic, but I'm really excited for that. And then I can get more content out there. Just trying to figure all that out right now without a desk has been kind of annoying. Um, so I will get more on the hockey assist network at assist hockey and the morning state podcast Tuesday, Thursday. So if you, after you finish this show for Tuesday, th- Thursday, if you want more DraftKings coverage in general, morning skate pod, um, the morning skate podcast with Matt Moody, Check us out there. So we're going to get right into it with the Sharks at the Maple Leafs. The Sharks will be coming off a of back-to-back. They're playing right now against Ottawa. They're down one to nothing. I am recording this at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So if anything changes, I'm sorry, I couldn't get to it. I'm wearing all my Brown stuff because I'm watching the Browns game at 8.20. Cannot wait for that turd of a game. So Sharks are massive underdogs on the road on a back-to-back as of now in the DraftKings slate. I'm probably just not touching that money line personally. I would consider taking Toronto in a parlay because I do think they're the much better team here, even though they've struggled. I'm more interested in the over. I think you can get that at plus money at six and a half. And I really don't hate it. I don't think there's great goaltending here. Um, And on top of the fact that there isn't great goaltending here, we should get uh, Hill in net uh, versus Hutchinson, right? Which even adds a little bit more to the fact that there could be a lot of goals. The Sharks have been one of the better shooting teams in the league. They've put up a lot of offense. Timo Mayer was before the tonight's slate, the 10 game slate, the number one player in iCourse four for 60 in the NHL. So Timo Mayer, still a really good option on this slate that might go overlooked just because he's 6,400. The top guys in Toronto, the top guys in Boston, they're going to cannibalize a lot of people's cap space. And if you don't go there, you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on the other side. And we'll get to that game in just a moment. So overall in this game, I think I'm going to be looking at shot props. I'm probably going to take a stab at Austin Matthews, who had a, you know, besides scoring a goal, a very Austin Matthews last night when he puts up 15 on DraftKings without a single point because he had eight shots on net. I think he's going to continue that kind of a streak. And, and like I said, this matchup sets up really well for a ton of shot volume from both sides. So I'm definitely looking to target this from shot props. Timo Mayer, Austin Matthews, those two are two of the best on the entire slate. The other guy that I'm, I'm higher on is a guy like Mitchell Marner, whose odds should probably drop in many capacities for your, your goal scorer, for all those stuff. We don't have him quite yet. So if you get those at the right price point, you know, shop around a little bit for him to be, even just have one point. You might get that a little bit closer to the mean that we've never seen before. So check that out. I think that's going to be a really, really strong line. Um, he only has one point on the year. So I'm guessing the books are going to undervalue him. Moving on to my favorite game of the night, the Boston Bruins at the Buffalo Sabres. I've watched the Sabres win twice. I'm still amazed by it every single time. Overall in this game, I'm not touching the money line. Boston minus 195 right now. It just doesn't quite do it for me on the road. I don't know why I'm going to take all that variance. Um, and, and a game that I'd like the under in, 
I think that this really sets up nicely to be like a nice three, one Boston win. If I was going to bet anything, it'd be that just take the, the, the score at three to one thinking that Boston one absolutely manhandles the Sabres. I kind of assume it'll be the Bjork line. That's it's my prediction. Uh, the Bjork line handled most of the heavy lifting against Vancouver. So I think that the Bjork Rustalainen Kajula line is the one they want to sh- try to shut down the opposing team. And I mean, honestly, I just, I, I think that they're not the worst at doing it considering the results so far. So I do think Boston one will still get a lot of shot volume and still have a lot of success, but I don't think this game sets up to be overly rewarding in many capacities. I think that I'm considering Boston one in DraftKings, but I'm not going to prioritize it over Austin Matthews, over Mitchell Marner, just because the prices are so astronomic. Uh, 7,700 for Pasternak, 7,400 for Marchand. I think it's going to be really, really popular. The one player that I do really still love is Charlie McAvoy. Um, he didn't have a shot on goal in the last game. He had two assists, three blocks. I think he's a guy that is going to have a ton of opportunity for double bonus on the year. If you're playing Boston, I would be really hard-pressed not to get him in your lineup because he's just too cheap at 5,700, in my opinion. And as far as props are concerned, I think the Victor Olofsson one is one that I was really, really, really high on. He did get there. Um, you can thank a double major to, oh God, I, I'm not going to try to remember it off the top of my head, but Vancouver took a double minor and Olofsson had three shots on that power play. So he is the trigger guy in the power play. So with power plays being up on the season and Olofsson just clearly being the guy they want to shoot, it's not the, the thinnest uh, in the world, depending on the odds you get for it. But other than that, I'm not prioritizing really anyone on the Sabres. And I think for good reason, there's really no point in trying to um, jam in some cheap guys that I just don't think are going to get there. Um, other than that, you know, I think if you're getting crazy in DraftKings and you have zero Boston playing the starter in Buffalo, either Anderson or Jokarski, they've gone back and forth, but then uh, they both been great. I think it's, a, it's something that is worth trying again, but I'm probably not going to do it myself. A little, a little too thin for my blood. Um, so moving over to the third game, we have the Los Angeles Kings at the Dallas Stars. Now, I honestly think this game is going to be a little, like, like not even a little, a lot, a bit undervalued. The Kings have looked pretty good to start the season. That top line with Kopitar, Brown, and Arvidsson has been world-beating. They are um, plus 130 on the road against the Stars. I, myself, I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm probably more interested in the Dallas side because I do think they're the better team here. But it's what, what I find interesting is the Lions in Dallas, who they're going to be putting out there. And, and, and what ways you could kind of strategize to get some value um, on this drafting slate. And I think through Dallas, uh, I think overall in this game, the over-under is, is an absolute coin flip. Because I do think there'll be a little more pace than people think. It really comes down to goaltending. But I think the goaltending is fine on either side. I Like I was saying, I lean Dallas at minus 150. I think that's something worth taking. But I also kind of like the idea of just going with like a zero goal first period type of prop or something like that. I think these, these two teams could come up slow off the gate, but could end up getting there. So something like that might be in order here, but I, I do think that this game is really at a five and the five and a half um, that isn't have Boston one. I think this game's going to go really overlooked on DraftKings. It is, I guess my main takeaway from this game. So the Dallas Lions in practice were Kiviranta with Sagan and freaking Glenn Denning, which is, I don't know if that's a, it seems like that's a placeholder for a guy like Robertson, but he's not probably going to play. He didn't practice. So um, we're assuming Jason Robertson's out. Line two was uh, Pedersen with Hints and Radulov. Line three was uh, Tanner Kiro with Ben and Gurianov. Um, the power play of Ben, Sagan, Gurianov, Heiskanen, and Suter 
I think is kind of the one in my eyes. And then you have Radulov, Hintz, Pavelski, Pedersen, Lindell. So I think there's two different ways to go about that. I think you're going to want to stack through the power play. Heiskanen's price from went way up from the egregiously low starting price that you know, he was around 3,400. Now he's at 4,700. I still think he's in play. I'm not going to overvalue it. It's almost definite that Klingberg won't play. He practiced for like five minutes. It sounds like it went right out. Um, a guy like Ryan Suter has never been a big shot volume guy. He had a four shot game in there, but I'm not really prioritizing it myself. So I don't think I want to go defense here on either side, but I could see a lot of value in these wingers on Dallas because the most expensive one is a whopping 4k. So that's really where you're going to get your value. Um, Pavelski, Gurianov. I think you can, you know, you can either talk yourself into a, a higher rate shooter in Gurianov with less minutes, or you can take maybe the safer play in Pavelski at a lower price where the minutes have been there, but the shot volume hasn't. I'm um, at 3,700 at center, Sagan, 5,400. And this guy does have the rate stats. He had the five shot on goal game against Pittsburgh. I like his shot prop here. I think that you're going to have to go with either him or Hintz if you're playing guys like McDavid and Bergeron, et cetera. But there's just so much value in, in Dallas on DraftKings that I think could still somehow go overlooked. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's a four game slate, like nothing's really going to be overlooked. People will find ways to get it in there, but they are just so freaking cheap on the LA side. I mean, we have seen a Anze Kopitar season, like no other um, going into tonight. He was tied with McDavid in points after that five pointer to start the year. He's been shooting a ton, not the same Anze Kopitar, not, not, not your, not your couple years ago, Anze Kopitar that when you saw the one and a half shot prop line, we're like, did we take that? Probably not. Um, but he's, 79 freaking hundred. So you can X him right out. I'm, I'm just not taking that kind of a, a guy in draft games. I'm not taking any of those shot props. Uh, I'd rather just try something else. And, and if you're going to do maybe anything, fade that top line, look at line two, maybe in like a super contrarian take. Uh, a guy like Adrian Kempe has had rate shots for his whole career, uh, better than Kopitar has of late. He's on the second power play, hurts his upside. Um, but he is 3,200. I don't know. I mean, that seems like a guy. He, have, he already has had a five-shot on goal game this season, like a, a really good punt to get those top price guys in. I don't think we're going to see a lot of props in this game that I like other than maybe Sagan. Like I said, I do think that one could be decently sharp. Um, so that's probably where I'm leaning. I think if you don't play that Dallas cheapness, that if Cal Peterson starts, that's probably where you're going to want to go in net. Uh, 7,400 good goalie in his own right and should see decent shot volume. Um, Nashville put up 31 shots on him in the last game. So you could hope Dallas does a little more damage because 35 to get the bonus. The final game of the night, we have Edmonton on a back-to-back against the injury ridden Vegas golden Knights. So man, uh, I think we might see Stuart Skinner and Stuart Skinner in net for Edmonton. And that might be why it's a six and a half over under right now. I think this one has a little bit more of your potential to go under on that with Vegas, not having their offensive weapons. They kind of slowed pace. Actually, since I've started this, it already moved down to a six. Congratulations. Um, so it, it might, it's probably gonna be more like a six over under that's where I would assume it would be at. So at six over under, I don't like it as much. Find it at six and a half. I, I think that under all day, I think six goals is, is about right. Um, or, or less. I like the Edmonton side at plus um, 100 right now it's plus 110 pretty much a pick them here. I know it's on the road. I know it's Vegas, but Vegas looks pretty abysmal um, without all their guys in. 
I, at this point, I looked into as much as I could find. It doesn't look like Pacioretty is going to be out. Pacioretty is definitely out. It doesn't look like Stone is going to be back. That just, I have no idea. Basically, if you didn't see it, it was a really, really awkward injury. It looked like something that could be really, really bad. He doesn't require surgery, they're saying, and they've been very vague about what's going to happen there. I'm expecting both of them to be out. That set up for some very weird lines against St. Louis. And I just want to pull up actually what they did just to make sure they, make, they made a couple little changes. But I think if you're taking Vegas in the, you know, against the back-to-back Oilers, not the worst take in the world, it's probably just the Carlson, Marcheseau, um, Riley Smith line. They correlate super well with Petrangelo or Theodore. Both of them played on the same power play with them. And they kind of use that unit as their one and only, which is very rare for them. The second unit just didn't quite get the run. But the second unit does have some value. I don't really think I'm going to talk myself into it, though. I think, you know, if you decide... You know, I'm taking Vegas, Marcus O's 4,600, Smith 3,800. I'm going to get all that upside because they're going to get 20 minutes and power play one. You know, it's, it's probably a good thing if you're taking like a Boston one and maybe like an Austin Matthews, like that lineup might make sense to me. On the Edmonton side, we had different lines go uh, last night when you're listening to this. They ran Hyman with the Poyarvi McDavid. And then Dry Soto with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. So we don't get that Leon McDavid pairing. It, but, you know, like I think we've said for as long as these two guys have been together, they'll see the guys together. So I do think that there's a, you know, a situation where you could still play both of them. But I think most people will probably pivot over to McDavid and Hyman. Um, Hyman doesn't, you know, he doesn't really like look like he's on the first unit, but he is the first guy over the boards. They kind of keep most of those guys out there. Hyman fills in. Um, and Hyman at 4,800 is another great value on this slate. I'm not really interested in going with any bottom guys on Edmonton at all. I think if you're, if you're playing Edmonton, you're just going all in and you're hoping that they absolutely smash with, like I said, two of the premium stacks in Toronto, one Boston one, just, you know, kind of dudding out and you get all that Edmonton and they just beat up on a really injured Vegas team. So I kind of think that's like, those are kind of how I build these slates. Like, Think about it that way. Like if they, if Edmonton one is the best best stack of the night, you know, and Boston one is oh, like I think I think they will be a little bit higher owned than them. Then that's how you fit that lineup together. Um, as far as props are concerned, you know, first off, like I said, I think I like Edmonton side the most here. Just take that line is probably one of my favorites of the whole night. But I think I would um, consider. I found Paul Yarby's point prop um, in a couple of different spots like pretty low, and he's getting power play one he's playing like all of his minutes all of his waking minutes on the guys with mcdavid barring a change i don't really know why he's so much worse than other guys that seem to correlate with mcdavid just as much so that, that's one that i've been interested in shot props are really hard to nail down with these guys finding dry cycle has been a, a struggle for me i seemingly can't find it anywhere if it's at two and a half i take it if it's at three and a half i probably fade it just not really worth it without mcdavid on the ice with him um Although you could think of it the other way as him being a better shot generator. But I think that, you know, honestly, I think that Nugent Hopkins eats just as many shots as McDavid might, you know, it's given each slate being a little bit different. So that, you know, as far as props are concerned, I really got to wait till tomorrow. I'll keep tweeting them out. I've been consistently going four for five, three for four. It feels like every night. So hopefully we have another great night. We hit them all. We, we take it all to the bank. I know a, a lot of people have been sharing their screen grabs. Everyone's winning money. I'm winning some money. We're all having a good time. So let's keep up the good vibes. So definitely send them to me, tweet at me. Um, 
I got a long drive tomorrow, so I might not be quite as active actually, but we'll do our very best. So thank you for listening again. Please rate, comment, review, do all that fun stuff. Make sure, also make sure you're following Pat Mayo. He's been giving away free money all the time. Um, so go over there, you know, comment, review. I'm sure he'll do one for this show sooner or later as well. And just have a good slate and enjoy Friday night. Um, if, you, if you're a drinker, have one beer for me. See ya. Mm-hmm.